Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Breaking the Box. <laughs> just kidding. That was a shout out to Brother McKillop for just joking. Used his music just to start, just to see what people would think about that. We should have done the convo <laughs> one because their like intro is like super. No shade to them. Like it, they they have a good podcast. Their intro is just the song is really long for an intro. Well, why? Because they're both musicians. They're both musicians. And, like yeah. literally, brother Kurt is like the head of FPC's like music director and all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. So, just kidding, brother McKilla. Please don't sue us. We're just <laughs> joking. We're not going to take your music. Your I literally played it off your podcast let's do a quick shout out before we get into today's episode i want to give a quick shout out to some of the great podcasts um the one melanie mentioned the, the convo, convo with kurt and colton yes please go That's find those one. guys listen to that one it's good stuff absolutely gotta hear biblos mm -hmm. the That's biblos podcast there is so much good information on there brother urshan's uh desire is that that would become kind of a digital Bible study type thing? It, and you can send topics one. to people and videos. Rather, if you don't if you don't have the ability to connect mm -hmm. and be with them in person, you can do it that way. The oneness of God one is really oh, good. Yeah. The way he explains such that whole good thing. stuff. And um, then, of course, we'd be totally, totally remiss to not mention Kingdom Speak, mm -hmm. uh, Brother Daniel McKillop. And he always has good guests. He always has great topics. Some of the recent ones were absolute fire. If I had the button right now, I'd be like, can I get a hallelujah? Can I get an amen? Yeah, I would totally go there. But we are not uh, so lucky to have all of those many, many wonderful things. Also, um, one more here. Just I'm not trying to leave any out. Just kind of giving you a, a shout out on the ones that I personally listen to. Dear Young Married Couples, good stuff on uh, married couples, raising children, family life, all that kind of stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, shout out to the Kings. Uh, we love the King uh, family, his parents. Uh, we've never met Adam and Carissa, but we definitely love his family. So shout out to all those podcasts. So if you're looking... If you're listening for other podcasts to look into... If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to... Uh, I guess it could work both ways. No, the other one really doesn't. Yeah. You don't look at. Listen to podcast. I was to gonna say into. like there. You, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. If you want to listen to any other apostolic podcasts, we're all for the apostolic. I do listen to a few uh, military-based ones, some uh, clinical psychology ones, but nothing. Nothing beats the apostolic podcast mm -hmm. world right now. It's catching fire. And I believe, I believe there will come a day when people are talking about, do you listen to Breaking the Box? It is absolutely the, the most fire podcast. It's, As a matter of fact, I would venture to say we've actually been podcasting longer than some of them. They just had more money to get going more high tech than we do. So, but we'll get there. We'll get there someday. <laughs> And we need to record more regularly, obviously, yeah. as you listeners it's know. It's funny. We know you have been, like, looking <laughs> at your phones and checking your technology constantly Just for a new episode. waiting for that notification. Begging it. We've, we've seen all the messages and the plethora of emails we've gotten. <laughs> My phone right now, if you can see it, I literally have zero notifications. <laughs> That's how much we're blowing up. <laughs> so, anyway, today's topic, we want to talk to you today about seasons. 
now. Wait, we're not before, talking about... before you move on, I just want to say, it's funny because, like, people... Wait, why'd your voice change? I didn't. You're like, ha, 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 Wait, before we move on, <laughs> I just want to This is a serious topic. Okay. Um, it's not really serious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that it's funny because, like, my friends, like, you were saying people, do you listen to all my, like, close, close friends? Like, when we start, anybody starts talking about podcasts, they'll be like, oh, she has a podcast, you need to listen. And I'm like, guys, stop. Stop, you're embarrassing me. Because then the people, like, it'll be with random people, too. Like, people were just meeting, and they'll be telling them. And I'm like, guys. And it's funny, because then people be like, oh, you do? And I'm like, yeah. But it's just like, because I think people expect it to be something like, you know, Kingdom Speaker, the convo, and it's like. Hey, whoa. Mm. Hey, I take offense to that. I think. <laughs> We have good topics that we talk about. We have good topics, that are but relevant. it's like when I say it's yeah, it's a podcast I do with my dad. Everybody's always like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah," because they don't know your dad. You're supposed to tell them, "Yo, my dad is so, brother Della Garza." So first for those of all, of you my dad's one joke. of the. You're supposed to say, "Yo, my dad's one of the greatest preachers on the planet." He's an evangelist. He's an evangelist full time, and we podcast. Not as much as we'd like to. That was not a tooting my own horn. The thing Just is. so you know, I was only quoting my daughter. She has me in her phone as the greatest preacher in the world. No, I have you as favorite Oh, preacher. favorite. Oh, my bad. Okay, I guess is. that was tooting my horn. Wasn't trying to. I just thought that's what the word was. <laughs> <No>. um, what's <laughs> oh. it called? Don't. Well, hey, that's kind of a roast right there because your favorite preacher doesn't have to be anything any good, right? I don't. Uh, you don't have to be a good preacher to be your favorite. Yes. They do. I don't like dry preachers. What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yes. After the fifth hour. No. Let's get into the season. Here. <laughs> the seasons. It's uh, kind of a, a good time of the year to talk about seasons. Although we're talking about life and spiritual seasons, not uh, weather seasons. It is coming up on wintertime. It is, I hate. I don't know why, but I hate winter. Like, I don't. I think it's because I don't like being cold. Yeah, I guess that me too. I don't like being cold. But it, it did winter. snow a tiny little bit today and I was like it didn't stick. Yeah, thank the Lord. And it was like barely anything. But I was like because <laughs> I didn't want it to snow. Yeah. Like it looks pretty. We're but coming it's cold. up on Thanksgiving in a couple weeks. So it's mid November, kind of early mid November, first third of November, I should say. And the topic of seasons came up. It's kind of a topic we've been talking about lately. Um, in our last episode, we talked about um, pressure pressure of life, kind of yes. talked about trials and like mm -hmm. stress and the pressures of life. And so this will kind of go hand in hand with that, I'm sure, a little bit. Um, so if you don't look at the gap of time between the last episode and this episode, it almost looked like we're on some sort of like a sequence or something. Like a theme almost. Yeah. But seasons are interesting. Um, there is a scripture that says to every... Thing, there is a season mm -hmm. a time yeah yep so in in terms of seasons when we talk about seasons in life not in the weather uh it's basically just saying a period of time mm -hmm. in your life and uh, uh i think the first thing i want to say just kind of talk about is that seasons uh are important you need to focus on the season you're in sometimes we look at the season as a negative one like it might be a winter quote unquote, in mm -hmm. our lives, uh, in the valley, the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, we're, we're just fighting every step of the way. Things are tough. Things are hard. Mm -hmm. But 
And we try our hardest to get out of those seasons. Yeah. And then try to be in the seasons we enjoy. But it's kind of like the physical. No matter what you do to get out of the season of winter, it's still winter. It's not going to be spring. It ain't going to change. It's or still going to be the same. Yeah. I mean, now you could go to another part of the world. You can go below the equator and it'll be summer there maybe. <laughs> yeah. But just generally speaking, if you stay home or in the city you live in, whatever the winter's like there, if you're in San Diego or something, it might be nice. But here in Oregon where we live, the winters are winter. There's yeah. snow that comes and hits the ground, the cold, the ice, the rain. And so no matter what we do in Oregon, we can't change winter to spring. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of the way it is with life seasons. No matter what, when you're in the valley, you're in a season of trial. You're in a season of hardship, um, trying to find a way out or a way like a fast forward button just doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to just live out the season. Now, the cool part is life seasons don't have a month cycles. So they're not every three months you're going to go through a new season. Sometimes the winter season in our life could only be a couple weeks or a month. And we're mm-hmm. on to the next season, which is great. It's not so great when that bad, terrible season. And maybe some people don't like that I'm using winter as the negative. In, I, insert whatever actually, one you like. We're just talking about it from yeah. our perspective. Winter's the worst season. It's beautiful say, if you can stay inside by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's good to look out the window and see, like, the snow looks pretty. But but then if you step out, it should warm up to 80 degrees. Yes. Yeah. So... Anyway, what I was saying was you can't make that winter season Maybe not in your 80, life. 75, okay? <laughs> you can't make that winter season speed up in your life, right? You can't make it mm-hmm. spring. And what stinks or what is terrible sometimes is that winter season lasts eight or ten months rather mm-hmm. than just one. When it's that, boy, it can be really discouraging. Yeah. What we got to do is you got to look at the season for what it is. You're in that season for a reason. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, that was like rapping. Shout out to Brother Bracamani <laughs> on the apostolic rap there. Um, but you're in that season for a reason. Mm-hmm. If this was Kingdom Speak, we'd hear that. <laughs> right now, did that was a good know, bomb. Did right you there. know that uh, KB does that on his podcast too? Like they'll do the little sound button things. We need to get some of those. We That'd do. Cool. <laughs> Just do sound effects. <clears throat> uh, anyway. You're in that season for a reason. And the best thing to do is to pray that God would help you to gain from that time of your life, whatever it is you need to gain. We talked about this earlier today, that uh, in the negative times of life, when things aren't going great, you have to draw goodness from them. Mm -hmm. We talked about one of my favorite things to talk about right now, and I'm dipping into one of my sermons here, but it's okay. It's not original with me. I didn't come up with this idea. But there are good days and there are bad days. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about this, and I'm going to, I know this isn't going to make any sense to people right up front, but let me explain. Sometimes the bad days are better than the good days. Mm -hmm. What? You're supposed to go, what? Tell me about that. What are you talking about? How does that even make sense? Oh my <laughs> She's she's used to me explaining these things yeah. to her, so she and, didn't even question. And we were talking earlier today and he kept saying like he would say something and then he'd be like, 
Well, why'd you tell me that, Dad? He doesn't. I was gonna say, why are you preaching at me right now? Because that's what you do in your sermon statement. Why you say that, Brother Dylan Garza? Well, yeah. So anyway, sometimes bad days can be better than good days. Well, how's that possible? Because they help you to grow more no, than the good yeah, days. Yeah. Well, here's the th- reason. Sometimes when good days are happening in the middle of a great season. You got a great eight, 10 month, 12 month season of just good days. Blessings mm-hmm. are flowing. Everything in life is great. You love your job. Your family's healthy. Your finances are in order. The mm-hmm. car hasn't broke down. Everything's just going good mm-hmm. for a long time. We get in a rut spiritually, mm-hmm. right? But then a bad day comes, knocks us for a loop. And guess what it does? It knocks us out of that rut. So sometimes... In the middle of great times or in the middle of life, a bad day coming and knocking us out of that rut is better than the good days for us. Because the good days have just got us to a point where we've developed a rut and a routine rather Mm -hmm. than good disciplines. They've become habits. Yeah. That bad day comes by and knocks us out of that rut and actually changes our perspective. Like, man, I got to get things in order here. Mm -hmm. So sometimes bad seasons are better than good seasons. Because mm-hmm. the season in your life that's bad, you're going to learn more from the negative in life and from the trials and the hardships than you do from the blessings and the good things. We want to live there. We want to live mm-hmm. in the good times. But the bad times bring growth, change, uh, increase. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes along with like the whole saying of people being like, learn from other people's mistakes because sometimes you don't have to necessarily experience all the mistakes or bad things yourself but even other people's you know bad struggles or whatever helps you learn too right right yeah you get you just learn that they made this mistake i'm not going to Mm -hmm. and you learn from somebody else's bad day yeah so there's a good there's another reason another example of Good day or bad days, bad seasons are better than good ones. Mm -hmm. Even for other people, when they went through a bad time, you learn something from it. So it can be better, not just for the person experiencing it, but for the people around them. You might go, dad, man, dad, you're having a bad day. You're grumpy. But something I do during that bad day, when I make a mistake, you might learn from it. So even Mm -hmm. your dad's bad day might be better for you than your dad's good day Mm -hmm. because you learned something. It's a good point. And I think it also is like, um, let me think for a second. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. I was like all built up ready to do it. And then it just slipped your mind. Yep. What are what are the different seasons? There's a lot of different seasons, but they can probably be summed up in three or four different categories. They don't have to be four just because there's four real seasons. Mm-hmm. There's probably hundreds, honestly. But I would say there's high seasons and low seasons. Yeah. Uh, what we would say good and bad. But I think there's also mediocre seasons. Like nothing's over the top extraordinarily great. But it's also not like really bad either. And nothing is devastatingly terrible. Yeah. It's just kind of right in the middle mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, things are just good. They're not great, but they're not terrible. Yeah. So there's like different times of life. And I think what we have to learn is to pray that God would help us 
through those different seasons because we can we we can skip right through a great season of life and never learn anything from it mm-hmm. as a matter of fact i would venture to say especially in the apostolic church we probably learn less from good seasons that we could learn than we should because we go through those good seasons and don't learn anything yeah. we could, we learn from the bad the thing i don't like and i think this needs to change i want to change this in my own life is that sometimes we don't get desperate before God for things until a bad season, mm-hmm. till a bad day. Something crazy goes on in our life. You get a bad diagnosis from a doctor. Somebody in the family dies. Some great person that you looked up to backslides or stops going to church. The church has a bunch of problems and people leaving. You know, the pastor gets old and retires. And, and you look at all these things that could be looked at as negative, like all these things are falling apart in my yeah. life. And then we get desperate before God. God, Mm -hmm. I need answers. I need you to come through. I need you. And I understand the kind of things that come up. We get desperate before God. That's good. You know, somebody gets Mm -hmm. in a car accident. I'm going to get desperate before God, especially somebody I love. Right. Yeah. But on the flip side, it shouldn't take that for me to get desperate before God for all the things that I should be already. Mm -hmm. I should be able to be in a good season of life. And be desperate before God and say, Lord, I need you to help me to reach this person or to help this. We get desperate before God for our lost children or our lost parents or our lost loved ones when something bad is happening in their life. And we're worried that they're either going to die or that or that their their life is going to just be worse off or they're they're going to create a new bitterness towards the church. Then we have a problem at that point. And we get desperate before God instead mm-hmm. of saying everything's going good in their life. Lord, I'm desperately before you asking you to bring them into the church. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take hard times. There's that old saying, desperate times make desperate measures or something along that line. Yeah. Right. We, we take de- desperate measures in desperate times. I don't think that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. I think we should make take desperate measures all the time. The church could be full of desperate measures, then we could understand that maybe we'll have a harvest and an increase and growth because we're desperate before God all the time. Yeah. The Bible says in Matthew 5, blessed are the th- hungry, the, sorry, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. The hungry and the thirsty are blessed. <laughs> Why? For theirs is the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the gain of the kingdom of God is for those who are always desperate before the Lord, hungry and thirsty. I think some people also like think, well, how can I learn from like bad days? That doesn't make any sense. Like even the way you explain it, some people might not. But that's what people do in lots of different areas. It's not just with emotions or spiritual walk or whatever. People do that like when experiment, when scientists experiment, they like, if you look up when the light bulb was created, think about how many times they had to put things together until they found, yeah, how many times they probably had millions and millions of different things they tried until they got one right. And Thomas Edison was probably the best person at saying, Oh, don't do that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We've tried that. You know, when somebody else was working on a light bulb. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. no, don't use that. We've tried that already. Mm -hmm. But you're right. What about, you could ask virtually anybody who doesn't understand this, 
if you know a little bit about their life, you can ask them what they learn. Mm-hmm. Say a guy's a good father uh, to his kids. Yeah. He's a young man. He's a good dad. And he uh, says, I don't really understand what you mean by bad days are better than good days. And you say, well, let me ask you this. Why are you a good father? Well, because my dad wasn't around. And when he was around, he was a terrible dad. He never did anything with me. And I determined I'm not going to be like that with my kids. Yeah. So what you're saying is the bad time of your life, your bad experience with your dad, mm-hmm. you drew some good out of that. You're a better father because of the bad thing that happened, not because of the good things. Mm-hmm. Now, you can learn from the good things, too. That's yeah. why I'm saying we've got to focus on every season drawing what God can give it to us. You know what that means? My son... I hope I'm a great dad. I hope I'm a good father to him. And if he grows up to be a good father, he can say, I'm a good father because my dad showed me how to be a good father. Right. But you can also draw that from bad things. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. I was going to say, because some people might take it as like, not necessarily like things, but like the days specifically. And that's not, it's more broad than that. Yeah. Saying sis. Well, that's why I liked that we included season, right? Mm-hmm. Some bad, sometimes bad seasons. Yeah. Right. Your dad not being there for you your entire childhood. Well, your childhood wasn't the season we're talking about per se, but in terms of your dad not being there for you, that was a an entire season of your life that your mm-hmm. dad wasn't there, and you learned and took some good stuff from that. Yeah. So, the other thing about about seasons that. I think are important is sometimes, especially early in our walk with the Lord or in our, in our life Mm -hmm. seasons of life, uh, there may be seasons that are small, like I'm going through this trial season, I'm going through this abundant season, but then on a broader scale, there's seasons that are years of your life. Mm -hmm. When you're uh, born into the church, before you're an adult, you're in a season of training and understanding, right? You're brand new in the church as an adult. You're baptized in Jesus' name. You might spend a few several, few or several years in a season of discipleship where the church yeah. is discipling you, teaching you the disciplines of the church, the doctrine of the church, the ideas of the church, the holiness of the church, and you might be in a season. Why I'm saying that is because it made me think of the life of Jesus, right? For 30 years, he was in a season of preparation. Mm-hmm. for a three-year season of ministry. The power of the three years of Jesus's ministry, the, the extraordinary, overwhelming power. The Bible says if all things that Jesus did were written in one book, the, the, a book one book couldn't contain it. Mm-hmm. It, would, it, would be, it would be impossible to write yeah. everything, right? Why? How did he do that in three and a half years? Because it was all built up over the Because 30 years of seasonal preparation. So Mm -hmm. now the important thing to take away from this is what would Jesus, we know Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, okay? But what would Jesus's three and a half years been like without the season of prep? Translate that to us. If God wants us to be in ministry Mm -hmm. and it happens in a certain order of life, hey, Brother De La Garza, you're going to be a full-time evangelist when you're 37 years old. Well, there's some guys I know full-time evangelists at 19, 25, 27, mm-hmm. 29, 30. Yeah. Why did I have to wait till 37? Well, some of that was choices. Some of that was preferences. But I believe a lot of it was season. Yeah. 
I was in a season of preparation. My family was in a season mm-hmm. of preparation. And I think that we're as effective as we are. I hope that that's okay to say, and without bragging, I think we do well and are effective in a lot of areas because God has anointed us and helped us and been there all glory going to him. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking any glory, but I feel like we're effective because we went through the season of preparation and we yeah. allow God to use us. I think it's also like, because like you were saying earlier today, um, that God doesn't necessarily do things in time frames. He does things in order. And we, as humans, because we have this construct of time and we have watches and clocks and phones and, you know, this and that and there that tell us, you know, when it's midnight, when it's one o'clock. So that's our... That's how we view Yeah, our whole construct of life is through time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what time do you plan on doing that? What time is this? You know, and... We even use that in terms of God. God did that in the right time. Yeah, and it's God's timing is and perfect. even even if you don't want to say like timing as in like the actual time, but you can say like even with calendars, people plan things out when your birthday is, when your graduation, you know, different things, and people are always trying to get ahead on things. Well, with God, that doesn't work. You can't be like, hey, God, when are you gonna give me that blessing? You know what I'm saying? You can't. It happens in order. Yeah, it just happens in order, and what, like. It's not the same. It happens in the right season. And if and if one season or if this, let's say your life has four different parts, like that's your order. If season four takes you 30 years, then season four takes you 30 years. It's just until season four is done, you can't you know, experience the you next can't, season. Yeah, you can experience season three or two or one. I like this because right now it's it's getting cold outside and we're burning wood. And we have some wood that is referred to as uh, seasoned and unseasoned. Mm-hmm. Seasoned wood is wood that was cut down and put in a in an area that's dry, where it completely dries out and the moisture is able to escape. Mm-hmm. Right. Unseasoned wood is wood that has a lot of moisture in it. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit a mixture of both. Our unseasoned wood has been covered for a while, a little while this year. But it's not really as dry. And you mm-hmm. can tell the difference when you're burning less seasoned wood than wood that's been seasoned a while. Yeah. What does it mean seasoned? Well, we're not talking about seasonings like salt and pepper. It's yeah. not seasoned that way. Seasoned means it's gone through a long period of time. We refer to people that way. This is a well-seasoned minister. Yeah. What does that mean? He's seen a lot of life. He's mm-hmm. seen a lot of different times of life he's been through hardships he's been through good times he's been on the mountaintop and he's been in the valley and the reason people point that out as a positive thing is well why would you tell us all the negative things in his life he's seasoned means he's been through some terrible things he's been through valleys why would you tell us that well we're telling you that because we want you to understand he understands Mm -hmm. he can understand what you're going through in some sense and i think people also I, i don't know why i keep saying it like that i think people but I feel like a lot of people, when you say something like, well, he's well-seasoned this, or like they've gone through, they build that up as somebody having age. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Like a lot of people think. And, and a lot of times it is. Yeah, a lot of times it is. But there is cases that people with experience are not necessarily going to be the oldest in the room or the youngest yeah, I know some, some people that are 40 year olds that are just as seasoned as 60 year olds that's what especially I'm in the ministry i feel like there's a if you got if you got saved well we know a guy i won't say a name 
but we know somebody that's related to us. He got saved when he was 38 years old. Mm-hmm. He's in his 60s today. He's well-seasoned in life yeah. and in spiritual things. But you know what? I'm as seasoned, if not close to as seasoned as he is, and I'm only 38. Mm-hmm. But I've been in church almost all my life. Yeah. So seasons are important. We need to draw from them what we can, whether it's good or bad, and not neglect the bad season because we don't like it, but draw the learning and the lesson that God has mm-hmm. for us. And with like seasons, there's things that come and there's things that go. Like we keep referring to like the physical like seasons with the weather, but like during the fall, the leaves start to get off the trees. And then during winter, there's n- no more leaves anymore, anywhere. So some seasons you have and, to let go yeah. of things. And then Good the snow point. comes and then the snow's gone, you know. You for the next season, it just... things for a new season. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. That is a good bomb <laughs> to end this podcast with. I think that was awesome. I, so. I don't know. Hey, whatever season you're in, be encouraged. The Lord loves you, and there will come an end to that season. It might be five months, might be five years, might be 50 years, but that season will come to an end Yes. in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Bye.